Welcome to A Pint With Nature. And cut. Done. Done. We're done. done. Song's done for the day. Song's done. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. We're not even um, going to discuss that one. We're just going to. We're just going to move on slowly. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a different. That's a, a very different octave to what I think our listeners have been used mm. to over the past sort of week. You, you've gone. You've what's the what's the opera term? Soprano. Uh, um, falsetto. Fal, is that what you go for then? A falsetto is it? For high for high pitched, I think. For high pitched is a falsetto. I didn't yeah. know you were. I didn't know you studied opera, Austria opera school for opera people. Well, you know, I've got a lot of talents I don't share on this show. <laughs> my mum's a music teacher. I'd be disappointed if I didn't know that one. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of A Fight With Nature. Yes, we will eventually start actually talking about nature. I yeah, think. welcome to another uh, round. Yeah. Another round? Another round of A Fight With Nature. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, round 16 yeah. now. Is it really? Yeah. Wow, they just fly by, don't they? They do, just, like, just, no, just like those birds. That's some nature for you. Yes, no special guest this week. No special surprises. Just good old-fashioned A Fight With Nature. Back to the basics. At, back to the basics. And of course... One of those basic sorrel is the beer. It what is. are we drinking this week? Well, we've got some nice, smooth again. I think they're a bit like uh, I'd put them in the same category as the kingfishers and the cobras yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. A tiger, yeah. a nice, smooth lager that goes down with any sort of meal. Have it in the background. Very easy bit to drink. A bit like water, a bit too easy. Going down nice and smooth. Yeah, you're right, Sorrel. It is very easy to drink. Very nice. I like it a lot. And, of course, you put it in the same leagues as Cobra and Kingfisher. Well, it is another example of an Asian beer, but this time it is actually brewed in Singapore. And Tiger is actually amongst Singapore's top 10 most valuable brands. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty valuable. Yeah. And it's been going since 1932. Launched in 1932, Tiger. It was Singapore's first aye, aye, locally... Tiger. It was launched in 1932, Tiger. And it was Singapore's first locally brewed beer, despite being brewed in an area where no barley or hops are grown. Mm. Oh, wow. And there's not just one variety. You might just think of the classic Tiger, which is what we're having tonight. But there's also there's, there's Tiger beer, there's Tiger Crystal, which is supposed to be a, a smoother, even colder served beer. And you got something called Tiger Radler, which is like a lemon sort Ooh, of. Ooh, I think I've seen that one actually, yeah. Thing. Less percentage than lemon one, but it's nice. I don't think I've, I've never even heard of it. Mm. So there you go. But a fun fact about Tiger Beer for you. So Anthony Burgess is a famous author. He's probably best known for A Clockwork Orange. You heard of A Clockwork Orange? I have heard of A Clockwork Orange. And he wrote a book in the 1950s called Time for a Tiger, which is the slogan for Tiger Beer, Time for a Tiger. And in his autobiography, he revealed that upon publishing the book, he actually wrote two Tiger Beers personally to ask for a complimentary clock with a Tiger Beer slogan on it. And Tiger Beer refused. No. Until the 1970s, when suddenly Anthony Burgess, I think, I can't remember what year the Clockwork Orange was, was released, but he, he'd obviously made it big. And in the 1970s, the company contacted him again to see if he wanted a free beer off them. And One free beer. His, that's, what, that's what the it seemed to say. And apparently his response 
to being asked if he wanted a free beer was, it was too late. I had become wholly a gin man. <laughs> so nice. he turned down his, hey, his free tiger beer. Again, though, that's really ahead of his time, if it was the 70s as well. So not only was ahead of his time for Tiger, that they then went sort of begging back for him, and he said no. But gin didn't come into effect, like, popularity, like, proper gin, until exactly. early 21st century, right? Yeah. But gin obviously yeah, existed, but in, in terrible qualities. So he, ahead of his time yeah. again there. Yeah. He's onto something. Because gin is now more popular than beer, isn't it? Is it? Is in the UK, I, it? I think oh, right. more gin is sells more than beer, or gin earns more than beer each year now. Wow. It's that the overtaking occurred like yeah. in a few years. Oh, nice. But don't you worry, you loyal beer drinkers, because yeah. you've still got a pint of nature on your side. So yeah, but there you go. That's the beer we're drinking this week, Tiger. Don't quite like that they only offered Anthony Burgess something no. rich and yeah. famous, but it's leaving a bit of a sour taste in my mouth now. It is unlike this lovely beer. But let's talk about nature. Let's talk about nature. You're right. Too many tangents, Earl. Let's get into the nature. So tigers, pretty interesting animals. We we have decided that we could. Essentially, do a whole episode based on them. They're, they're, they've got that much to say for themselves. So we'll see how far we get before we run out of steam, uh, run out of tiger steam. Do you know what I'd say about tigers? Go on. They're great. I don't get it. Tell you what, we'll come back to it in a bit. Keep nice. Going. Please don't just say that again like 30 seconds later <laughs> in response <laughs> to like, the fact that I do. Sorrel, would I do that? Tell us about tigers. <laughs> All right, so pretty gruesome ones to start off with, but tigers can weigh up to 300 kilograms, which I thought was absolutely massive. But you have to make that, you have to make, so we, what we do here at Pio Nature is we give you all these numbers, don't we? We give you all these statistics, but we need to give you something not not necessarily realistic, but something that you can do with that number. You know, like you're not going to go up to your friends back home and be like, oh, I know that tigers can weigh up to 300 kilograms because they're going to be like, boring. You're boring. Give it a bit you of something to prepare to. Exactly. So if a tiger was to sit on top of you, you would die instantly. That's <laughs> that's that's the weight. That's how much they weigh. See, it's much better than the comparison that I got. Well, I think I'd say it probably is because the, the comparison I got was that uh, Bengal tigers can weigh up to about 570 pounds or about 260 kilograms. And they compared this, this website, to a little more than the weight of two giant pandas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You just think, what am I supposed to do with that information? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least with your your ones, Earl, I know to never let a tiger sit. Never let a tiger sit. Yeah. But so one tiger can weigh the same as two giant pandas, and giant pandas <laughs> are named giant pandas because giant they're giant. Pandas. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, tigers are in fact the biggest of the cat family. Okay, we're going to try to stick to to tigers as much as possible. But of course, tigers are part of the much bigger family that is cats, and there are thirty eight species of cat on the planet. So next time you look across to your feline friend, just remember that it is in fact one of 38 species of cat out there. And most are small cats. You know, you've got your Scottish wild cats, of course, which are native to the UK. But then there are, of course, the big cats, the lions, the tigers, the bears. Oh, right. No, 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 the bears are the <laughs> silly, sorry. The leopards, the snow leopards, the clouded leopards, the jaguars, the lynx and cheetahs. These are the big cats. And as apex predators of different ecosystems across the world, these big cats are good indicators of the health of their ecosystem. So, in other words, if the ecosystem is doing well, then your top predator is going to be doing well. If the ecosystem is doing badly, then the ecosystem in general is probably doing quite badly. And all big cat species are declining worldwide. So, mm. there you go. There you go. 
And yeah. the main the main sort of threats to them are what you can imagine as habitat loss, human wildlife conflict, and actually uh, wildlife trade and hunting as well. And tigers themselves have actually been known to be used in traditional Chinese medicines uh, for centuries. And for example, tiger bones have actually been used to treat ulcers, typhoid, malaria, dysentery, burns, and even rheumatism. And other parts of the tiger, so like the whiskers, are worn as talismans or charms, or even used to soothe toothache. So, yeah, and, and as a result of things like this, the tiger is actually, as well as being the biggest cat in the world, it is also the most endangered of the big cats. Mm. And it's believed that between 2,000 and 3,900 individuals left. That's nothing, um, really. That's nothing at all. not a lot. Most of which are in India as well. Yeah. So. It's quite sad, really, isn't it? But we'll try to bring it around to the to the cool and interesting and happy side about tigers. Now that we've hit yeah. you with that with that yeah, shell. It's, it's not great. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, you did bring it back. All right. I'll allow it. This is a bit of a cheerio note, sir. So, yeah. No, it's not, like, no, it's not cheerios, bro. It's not cheerios. Oh, uh, you did get the reference. <laughs> oh, that, was, that, that was quick. Oh, I thought that was all right. That was very quick, sir. I'll give me that. That's good for you. Wow. Yes, of course. I am talking about one of the most famous tigers in the world, Tony the Tiger, the mascot of beloved Frosties. Or, if you're in another part of the world, you might know them as Frosted Flakes, because they're called Frosted Flakes in the US, so... Not and Frosties. is it still the same? Still Tony the Tiger? Still, still Tony the Tiger. Yeah. Or in Latin America, they're called Zucaritas, probably pronounced that wrong, but that roughly translates to Sugaries, which seems like a bad choice of name, because actually, the Frosties brand has actually been trying to go away from the whole sugar image. So actually, so the cereal's original name was actually Sugar Frosted Flakes, until 1983, so that's, that's quite recent. Mm. And then they got rid of the word sugar. And part of the reason is because Frosties decided that they wanted to promote athleticism. Yeah. And they are now the world's leading cereal for really pushing athleticism in children. Really? Oh, wow. Which is really weird. Because yeah. I wouldn't say Frosties are very good for you. No. Yeah. Weetabix yeah. must but, push more, no? Weetabix are good with the whole energy and... Yeah, but they don't, they don't exactly push athleticism. It's just eat Weetabix and you have a lot of energy. Whereas you yeah. I definitely remember as a child watching... Tony you used to Tiger dive off diving boards, didn't he? And stuff like that, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, so hence they got rid of the word sugar. Tony the Tiger wasn't actually the only... Option for a Frosty's mascot. There was a competition, and there were three other characters that Tony the Tiger went up against. There was Katie the Kangaroo, Elmo the Elephant, and the most obscure of the lot, there was one called Newt the Gnu. I, I don't. Right, G N U. Newt is the name, and it's a new, a new, yeah. which is apparently a type of antelope. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, they chose our beloved Tony the Tiger, and it was a huge success. Mm. Frosty's or Frosty's flakes is actually the third highest selling cereal in the US and in 2018 30.98 million Americans were believed to eat at least one portion of frosted flakes in a week wow okay and this is unbelievable 8.78 million Americans consumed 10 portions or more in a week oh, there's only seven days <laughs> there's only seven breakfasts there's only seven but breakfasts I, I mean come on you, you must have had the classic cereal like just before bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that means they would have had to have cereal before bed. And then wake up to cereal. And then 
and wake up to zero three times in one week. But can you guess where uh, Tony the Tiger is from? He's a tiger. So where do you guess he's from, so you, India, you would have said. No, he's Italian-American. <laughs> is he? Of course. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is. And the advertising company that designed him, Leo Burnett, they're called. Uh, they also invented some other very popular characters that you might know. The Jolly Green Giant. Oh, yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Green, green giant. giant. Yeah. And also the Rice Krispies Elves. Snap, Crackle and Pop. Snap, no Crackle and Pop. Made by the same people. Designed oh. by the same people that designed Tony the Tiger. There you go. So yeah. nice Tony the Tiger facts to lighten the mood after yeah. hearing about those poor tigers. Yeah. So now uh, a pint with Frosties. A pint of milk with your Frosties. <laughs> I'll tell you what else is a good snack. Buttered popcorn. And I'll tell you what, buttered popcorn, well, tiger's urine smells like buttered popcorn. Or does buttered popcorn smell like tiger's urine? I might be able to answer that because actually tigers are believed to have maybe been on Earth for over two million years because tiger remains were found which were two million years old. They could, they could have been around even yeah, longer. Yeah. And I'm not sure, I don't think buttered popcorn was around two million years ago. No, you might be right, because I'm assuming a sort a type of corn and a type of popcorn may have been, but the act of buttering the popcorn is definitely a more recent invention, isn't it? Unless, maybe, the calves of cows would drink the milk from the mother and eat corn. So in the stomachs of those cows... They were making butter popcorn. But yeah. But popcorn. Yeah. Could so be. actually, probably. In which case, for any tiger that feasted on those cows, they had buttered popcorn uh, long before humans did. And that's why their wee smells like buttered popcorn. And that's why. So, uh. Bring it back on track. Bring it back on track. Bring it back on track. <laughs> yeah, tiger's urine smells like buttered popcorn, which I thought was quite fascinating. But obviously, it signifies as a warning to intruders in their territory. So, tigers are very territorial species, a lot like most of the big cats are. Something else that they, they can do within their territory, because a lot of their prey know where the tiger's territory is so tigers do find it hard to prey on their prey if the prey know where they are if you catch my drift but what tigers can also do is they can imitate the call of other animals and something that tigers are really good at doing is making a pook it's like a pook sound i, I don't know how to make it like a tiger pook pook like that pook something like that and it's very similar to the sound that a samba deer makes. So it draws innocent animals in, thinking that the environment is safe because they can hear deer making making noise. So the innocent animals come into the environment and then bang, you get ambushed by a tiger. So just trying to give you some frosties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not trying to Eat kill these you. frosties! They're great! That's why all the prey is scared off as well. Stop trying to sell me frosties, bro. Stop trying to sell me frosties. It's the third time this week. <laughs> No, that's good. I mean, tigers make a lot of sounds. And of course, the sound that they're best known for, Soul, and actually a reason why they maybe would scare off prey, is their roar. Nice. Not as loud as a lion's, but probably the second loudest roar of the big cats, or any of the cats. I assume there's not a small little cat out there. I mean... If you've got a cat that can roar louder than a lion or yeah. a, a tiger, please write in, send yeah, us a video nice. of your cat. That'd be really good. But tigers are probably second. You can hear their roar as far as three kilometres away. Wow. That's far. That is far. That is far. So, to be honest, if you're ever killed by a tiger, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Because you heard it three kilometres away. So that brings us on to another point, actually, that tigers only kill... 
they barely kill humans at all. You know, they are they are dangerous creatures because they are very vicious. As we know, if they sit on you, they can kill you instantly. <laughs> a punch from a tiger could kill you as well. Punch. They've got that much force behind them. Yeah, they only attack when they're threatened, but they're less likely to attack if they know they can be seen. So a clever trick that a lot of the indigenous people do in the villages in India is that they wear face masks on the back of their head so that it can trick the tigers into thinking that they could, that they're being watched because they rely on an ambush tactic to catch their prey so if they've been seen then it obviously won't work mm. they're also I, I like this as well do you know the different names of when you have a group of an animal and there's just these this is like really cool names oh, it's yeah, a really yeah. cool thing that we like did like a murder of crows exactly yeah 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 could you guess what a group of tigers is called mm. oh it's not a frosty of tigers is it oh that'd be good wouldn't it or a tony of tigers perfect. yeah the tony of tigers they should yeah. change it to that they should you going with Frosty the Tigers then? Is that your final guess? A Frosty of Tigers. Frosty yeah, of frosty Tigers. Of A Frosted Flakes of Tigers. Nice, alright. Well, you're wrong, so oh. that whole thing was pointless. But an ambush. An ambush of tigers. It, they're named after their oh. hunting strategy. So Ambushing, yeah. Yeah, an ambush of tigers. But they are very solitary creatures, so you, you wouldn't see an ambush of tigers that often. Yeah. Well, tiger attacks do happen, of course, Sorrel. So, between 1800 and 2009, it was believed that there were 373,000 people that died due to tiger attacks. In one year? No, as I said, between 1800 and 2009. Which means... In 209 years? I can do math. Which means an average of 1,800 kills per year. Wow, that's more than I thought. Yeah, it's more than I thought as well. They are the cat that is associated with the most deaths worldwide. And there was actually a tiger in Calcutta. It was eventually captured and kept in Calcutta Zoo. But before being captured, it is believed to have claimed the lives of 200 people. 200, that is, wow. that is so many. Yeah. But, of course, this is mostly due to humans encroaching on tiger land. And now that tiger numbers have sadly dwindled so much, we're not overlapping with them as much. But that does mean that the number of deaths have gone down. And so there's actually around only 40 to 50 people killed annually. Which, in comparison, 350 people are killed each year by elephants. So despite the fact that, mm. you know, tigers are these big scary predators, actually elephants claim more lives them every single year. Mm, well, so, well they're, yeah. a, they're a humble species, is what, what they've been known as. So, they'll attack when threatened, which, you know, you would, right? You're threatened, you're going you're gonna to attack. Mm. But they're, they're also very humble. They're known to be one of the most humble species that exists and it's because in other species, definitely the opposite of a lion. A, a lion is very selfish in his eating habits, especially the male lions, is that they will have their share of the food and then leave the scraps to the rest of the pride. Whereas tigers, male tigers, will always let the female, and will always let the cubs eat first before they eat no matter how hungry they are so big up big up the yeah. humble tigers big up the humble tigers yeah yeah let's get that trending big up the humble tigers yeah <laughs> they get a bad rep <laughs> they do there is of course a very recognizable tiger that we haven't discussed yet now there are in fact five subspecies of tiger yeah there used to be eight three of them have sadly gone extinct but there are five subspecies and despite the fact that this is probably the most unique looking of any of tiger it's actually not a subspecies of tiger itself is actually a mutation of the Bengal tiger and I am talking about white 
tigers, Sorrel. You might have oh, seen yeah. them in zoos. You've, you might have seen them in a zoo before. And there's a reason you'd have only seen them in the zoos. Because actually, there's none of them left in the wild. Mm. Any that were in the wild are now in captivity. So there's around 200 in the world at the moment. They were found in the wild in India, but the last one was captured in May 1950. But they are pretty amazing. They are actually slightly bigger than normal Bengal tigers. So to give you an idea, tigers can reach up to about 3.3 meters in length and weigh up to 670 pounds. And the white tiger is probably the largest of any of the type of tigers. It's caused by a recessive gene. As biologist Sorrel, I'm sure you know what that is. But, it, but for people out there that maybe don't know, a recessive gene is a gene that you have that is not expressed if there is also a dominant gene present. So a white tiger is only possible if it has a recessive gene from both parents and that can make, cause it to turn white. They can run at 60 miles per hour. They can live from 10 to 20 years and they are so beautiful. Mm. The white fur, yeah. sapphire eyes that you don't see in normal tigers, they are amazing. But they are almost all completely inbred. Mm. It is actually believed the entire population of white tigers has now been generated from a single white tiger, which is the one that was captured in May 1950. Wow. Which basically means that each generation of white tigers been produced by father mating with daughter and then with granddaughter and then different combinations of sons and grandsons and granddaughters and stuff mating together, which has caused many white tigers and white lions as well. It's the same sort of situation to be cross-eyed, which is a, basically a sign of poor quality in the animal. But it's weird because they're the biggest. Yeah. So there you go. But they have been around since probably 48 AD in China. So they've been around a long time, but they are actually just a, a mutated version of the Bengal tiger. So you can be the largest tiger, but also the most inbred tiger. There's always a, what's the opposite of the phrase? There's always a silver lining. What's the opposite of that? There's never a silver lining. There you go. Sold it. But you Wait, even, got, the, the... You even got that phrase wrong because it's every cloud has a silver lining. Yeah, which means there's always a silver lining. I'm just shortening it because why waste breath on words that aren't needed? I mean, you only got rid of one word in total. Oh yeah, you're right, actually. I thought that was way shorter than it was. <laughs> what a mistake. And talking of shortening things, Sorrel, I think we've probably been talking about tigers long enough and it's probably time to move on to our patented fact off. If you've not enjoyed this episode, there's always a silver lining and it comes in fact off form, doesn't it? <laughs> sure does, bud. <laughs> now, Sorrel, big million dollar question. Who won last week's fact off? It's a million dollars because I could go into the bet shop put a million dollars on who I thought was going to win, and I'd probably be correct in my assumption. What a long-winded way of saying it was Aiden. It was, a it was Aiden, everyone. It was, a it was Aiden. <laughs> well done, bud. We got there, actually. Well done, Aiden. Proud of you, man. Well done, man. You. you actually did it. Well, well done. We'll have to have him back, because he knew, he knew exactly what our, our listeners wanted. Yeah, well, because he's the only listener, so... <laughs> and, he, and he voted for himself. Yeah, he voted for himself, so it's, uh, it was one vote to nil to nil. No, well done, Aiden. Well done, Aiden. But uh, of course, it puts us in a predicament, Sorrel, of who goes first this week. Rock, paper, scissors. All right. Rock, paper, scissors. Uh, oh, we did scissors we for the listeners. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go again. One more go time. Again, one more time. Yay! Oh, nice, nice, nice. That was a. I did a rock. I pulled a rock. Elliot pulled paper. Yes. Right. Well, I'll go first then. Let's crack on to our fact off. My first fact, Sorrel, 
is that tiger cubs are actually born blind and they mm. don't open their eyes until one to two weeks after being born. They will then start to learn to hunt at the age of six months, but stay with their mothers until they're 18 months old. Wow. How sweet. Yeah. They're born blind. Nurtured. Aww. Yeah. And then they're nurtured for 18 months. My mum just tossed me out after a month. Yeah. And you're still blind today. I'm sure. still blind today. Yeah, which is why I'm friends with you. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> So, there yeah. you go. Short but sweet yeah. fact. No, it's good. Sweet. I've got a short but sweet one as well. Because oh, nice. they, they are cool, cool animals. Cute blind cubs. Well, my fact is that tigers have antiseptic saliva, which means whenever they get cut or wherever they get injured, they actually lick their wounds to prevent infection. Which is, a, I think a lot of cats have that. I think a lot of cats have antiseptic saliva as well. But another short but sweet one from me, but I think that's really yeah. cool. Well, I, I don't know about the rest of our listeners during this last year and a bit, but, you know, whenever I left a shop and, you know, I've been touching all those different things, you know, I don't want to get infected with, with COVID. I just get my tiger tongue out. Yeah, give it a quick lick. Quick lick all over my hands. Yeah. And job's good to get going. Really good for sealing envelopes as well, I heard. Yeah. Yeah, really so it's got good double purpose. It has, yeah. Clean my hands, lick envelopes. Yeah. Of course, there is the unfortunate thing of the fact that tiger tongues are so rough that they can't actually tear flesh from bone. So, yeah, so you probably so rip my... your envelope in pieces when you and your hands as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, so my hands are a bit bad, but yeah. I haven't got COVID. <laughs> I can see the bone, but no COVID. <laughs> no COVID. I like that fact, Sol. Very good. Short but sweet. My second fact, Sol, is all about something that is very iconic about tigers, and that is, of course, their stripes. Well, let me tell you that a Siberian tiger, for example, has almost 20,000 hairs per square inch, or 3,000 per square centimetre, if you don't like inches. <laughs> and, of course, produces a lovely striping colour. But, and I don't recommend this, but if you were to shave a tiger, <laughs> again, do not shave a tiger, you would actually find that the skin underneath the fur is also stripy which is pretty cool and each tiger just like a fingerprint you know when you look at your fingerprints you i'm sure you've all heard the fact that oh everyone's fingerprint is different well actually every tiger's stripes is different as well so if you shaved every tiger on earth you'd still be able to tell them apart because they'd still have slightly different stripes that's good. I like that. Mm, I like that as well. I like this idea of like just having all these completely shaved tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being like, oh, that's Gary. I yeah. can tell because he's got the stripe down his forehead. Yeah. Oh, and that one's that one's Cheryl. Yeah. Because Cheryl's got two stripes in the shape of a pineapple. Two stripes for a pineapple? That's that's a big ask. I think you'd need at least three. <laughs> at least three. Where are the three stripes here? Well, you got one on each side and then the pointy thing at the top. You're not wrong. There you go. No, that's good. Fact number two. Yeah. So fact number two. We do like non-English names for things in nature that have a really cool meaning in English and one of those is the Latin so the genus Panthera Panthera is the Latin name and that is the genus that tigers lions jaguars and leopards all fall under but Panthera what it actually means when you split it down pan means all and ther t-h-e-r the t-h-e-r bit means beast of prey so you've got all the beasts of prey falling under this genus Panthera, of which the tiger is one. Now I know it's not a tiger, but the jaguar, which falls under this Panthera thing, I have to give it a quick shout out here, because the word jaguar comes from an indigenous word, jaguar, which means he who kills with one leap. Oh. So a very fascinating genus with very cool names. Should probably find out what tiger means. What did you? Oh. You, <laughs> 
Tigress. Tigress. Isn't it? it? Panther and Tigress means, yeah. Tigress is an old Persian word meaning fast or arrow like. There you go. Mm, there you That's go. my second fact. Yep, right. Well, my uh, third and final fact is that I'm sure some of our listeners have cats. And if you do have a cat, well, first of all, let me say that actually cats and tigers share about 95.6% of their DNA. So they are very closely related. They only, well, I say only, they, they diverged on the evolutionary tree about 10.8 million years ago. But I'm sure many of our listeners who have cats will have tried to wash their cat and found that they the cat will just not go in the bath or in a sort of washing vessel with water in it. Because, in general, cats don't like water. But our lovely tigers actually love water. So much so that Sumatran tigers actually have webbed feet to help them swim. There you go. So, despite the fact that our feline friends and Sumatran tigers are very closely related, 95.6% DNA, you might struggle to get your uh, your cat into a bath, but if you want to trade for an animal that you'll easily be able to wash, get yourself a Sumatran tiger. A webbed and, they, and, and, and as well, you know, with their webbed feet, you know, go for a ride, you know, go to the beach. Take your tiger with you. Yeah. First of all, the beach will be clear because there's a what? There's a there's a tiger on it, yeah. so nobody's going to be there. But <laughs> then you can just ride your tiger with its webbed feet all around the beach. That's cool. Webbed feet on tigers. Eh? What will they think of next? What will they think of next? Next thing you know, they'll be thinking of putting sugar on frosted flakes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my third and final fact. I am following in Aiden's footsteps from last week. Oh no, I know where this is going. And I'm going to obviously do a penis-related fact, because it seems to be the, the winner. Tiger penises do not erect when they're aroused, like all other mammals do. There's a logical reason behind this. I know you're all wondering. It's because tigers have an internal extraskeletal baculum, otherwise known as a penis bone, which does all of the work. It is present in all mammals and primates, including us, and it drifts at the end of the penis. I don't know what that means. I have got this fact off off the internet. I don't know what drifting at the end of the penis means. So Yeah, so if I got a bone drifting in... in yeah, animals, right? Oh. Doesn't make sense, does it? No. I don't like that. No. <laughs> Anyway, that's not all, because the baculum, it results in the most successful sexual procreation. Because what it does, great advantage to the male at least anyway, because it allows a locking process mid-sex, and it prevents a female to mate with another male before that male's sperm has been completely absorbed. And you also, you do see this in dogs, so it does happen, similar sort of mating pattern does happen in other mammals. But yeah, they don't get erect when they're aroused because they don't need to, short answer. But there you go, throw a penis one in there to finish. Thank you very much, Cyril. I enjoyed that. And that is, uh, of course, all of our facts for this week. And it is, of course, the end of this week's episode. I don't know about you, Cyril, but I have thoroughly enjoyed sipping on my lovely tiger pe- uh, beer. <laughs> <laughs> it has been, uh, it's gone down very nicely. It has, it has. And I have once again thoroughly enjoyed your company, Cyril. And I've thoroughly enjoyed yours. But, of course, I shall see you again next week for another episode of A Pint With Nature. And uh, you should definitely tune in next week, listeners, because I reckon next week, this episode is going to be great! Right. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of A Pint With Nature. (laughs) And good night. Good night. Good night.